you for joining us this week for Sunday worship. As a church family, we would normally be in our building and we could pass the collection plates. We share our time, our talents, and our treasure. However, since we are unable to be together, we are asking for your continued support. You can e-transfer to treasure at graceunitedhanover.ca or graceuc at whiteman.ca. Checks can also be mailed to Grace United Church, 310 12th Street, Hanover, Ontario, N4N1V6. Thank you for your support. And we come to worship God, bringing with us all that this week has brought into our lives, all of the emotions and experiences that are sitting with us. And in this place, in this time, we're invited to pause, to take a deep breath, and to know that God is with us. The Spirit connects us, whether we are in person or at home. And God's love and the love of community holds us and leads us now and always. And that is a thing to celebrate. A couple of announcements for us today. Um, big day coming up on Saturday. On Saturday, we are having our trunk sale. Please help spread the word. Um, if you're on Facebook, you can find a post on our Facebook page. Please share that and let other people know. Um, there'll be baking and books and plant and craft tables too. There's a sign-up sheet on what's called the magic door lots of times because you put a sheet there and it fills up. So help make that door magical by going down outside the kitchen and you can sign up for volunteering or bringing things. Um, keep gathering your treasures and we will be setting up on Friday night. Now I don't know time Friday night. Does Seven? Seven o'clock on Friday night. Um, if you're available, please come help set up. It's always, always a fair bit of setup, but it always makes a wonderful day for us and our community the next day as we share in our sale. We have been invited by Harrison United Church to join them in a Bloomer Blitz, um, collecting their 
collecting 1,000 pairs of new underwear for Ukraine refugees in Poland. All sizes are needed from children to adults. Um, a collection box can be found at the back of the church and the donations need to be in by the end of the month, June 26. Now, I heard this morning from Jessica that Harriston has reached their 1,000. So, um, now they also had other churches helping them and the community. So why don't we try to, if we can't match them, let's try to get 500 pair or 750 pair. Let's, let's try to um, get close to where they are and help spread love as we care for um, refugees from the war in Ukraine. Mark your calendar on July 3rd. There will be a picnic following a um, uh, shorter service with a and it, shorter service with a sing along that will happen in the sanctuary, and then we'll be going outside and sharing a picnic. Please bring your own lunch and chair to bring your own um, picnic. Now, if you don't have a chair, you forget a chair. Don't let that stop you. Um, there will be chairs that can be set up out there. Um, come and enjoy the time of fun and games and community. This month is Pride Month, and we are going to be celebrating Pride Sunday on uh, June 26th, the last Sunday of the month. But um, while well, going through my office, I found our um, Concordant United Pride bracelets. There's a bin of them back there. If you want to um, take one, if you know somebody who'd like one, please take one or a couple. And they're from Concard and Pride. Um, and they say, I'm celebrating all people. And another one I think says, stop the bullying. Um, there's a couple messages on them. Do you have two of the same there? Okay. Um, there are two sizes, um, so if, like me, you try one on and you think, wow, this is really tight, um, you might have a kid's size. But um, we also have copies that we bought a couple years ago of moving towards full inclusion, sexual orientation and gender identity in the United Church of Canada. It is an information resource. Um, please take one if you would like one. They are at the back of the church as well. And as we gather and worship, um, next week we will be celebrating Indigenous Peoples um, uh, Sunday. Um, but we mark our traditional territory each week. And we mark it um, not just to repeat words, um, not just to check off a box that, yes, we've done it. We do it to remember the history of this place, um, the history of Canada, the history of people who have gone before us. We do it to bring forth the names that are often swept under the carpet, so often um, erased from conversation or literature or historical books. So as we gather in worship, we remember that we are gathered on the traditional territories of the Ottawa, Mississauga, and Anishinaabawaki nations, and that we are on the land covered by Treaty 45 and a half. And we are all treaty people. It's not just treaties for indigenous people, it's treaties that we are all part of through the historical signing and the, the realities that brought in 
So we're all invited to learn about the treaties and remember that they include us and that we are called to live into them, to reflect on them, to learn how to build a better relationship from them. And we ask God to bless us and lead us in the work of healing and right relationship. Let us join in singing our opening hymn on today is Trinity Sunday, a very um, well-known Trinitarian hymn, Holy, 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 Voices United, number 315. And we call one another to worship and share in our opening prayer. Holy One, beginning and end beyond all names, giver of food and drink, clothing and warmth, love and hope, life, 
in all its goodness. We praise and adore you. Jesus Christ, wisdom and word, lover of the outcast, friend of the poor, one of us, yet one with God, crucified and risen life in the midst of death. We praise and adore you. Holy Spirit, storm and breath, building bridges, breaking chains, waking the oppressed, making us one, unseen and unexpected, untamable energy of life. We praise and adore you. Holy Trinity forever one, whose nature is community, sunbound dance of love, in whom we love and grow and know our neighbor, life in all its fullness, making all things new. We praise and adore you. And let us pray. Holy One, mystery yet known, bless us with this time as we center ourselves in you. Open our hearts, guide us in your wisdom, and fill us with your holy love. Amen. And let us hear the amazing things God is doing through the lives of everyday people, through our stories of our faith. Morning. Uh, the stories of our faith is, uh, as you can see, is, uh, transportation is the key to improving lives. And while the story, I just wanted to mention, does center around Toronto, it's something that certainly impacts us a lot in Gray and Bruce. Transportation is the key to improving lives. Lack of transportation can prevent people from accessing the support they need. Jill visited mission and service partner Our Place Society for her meals every day. At one community meal, she met an outreach worker and inquired about making a meaningful change in her life. But making the changes she needed meant accessing programs in parts of the city she couldn't easily get to without a bus pass. Too often, lack of transportation is a significant barrier that prevents people from accessing the support they need. It's hard to keep appointments, go to school, or visit family and friends with no way to travel. High gas prices, the cost of a vehicle, the lack of public transit, or a system that does not reach job-rich areas are barriers to creating a better life. In a recent study, Jeff Allen and Stephen Farber, geographers from the University of Toronto, report that in Canada's eight largest cities, 5% of the total population are living in low-income households that are also situated in areas with low transit accessibility. This totals nearly one million people who are at risk of transportation poverty nationwide, they write. What does it mean to not have adequate transportation? Farber told University of Toronto News, it's a mix of disadvantages, socioeconomic status, low income, ill health, being a recent immigrant or elderly, and lack of access to transportation, being unable to afford a car or reach destinations easily by transit, for example. The time is right for a national accounting of those living in transport poverty and the development of a national transport and land use strategy, they write. Mission and service partners working on the ground to alleviate poverty regularly help people access transportation so they can improve their lives. The bus pass project that provided Jill with passes she needed to help to keep life-changing appointments was supported through the United Church's Gifts with Vision catalog. Thank you for your generosity. 
And our reading is from John 16, verses 12 to 15. The ministry of the Spirit of God for the people of God. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the Spirit of the truth comes, he will guide you into all the truth. For he will not speak on his own, but will speak whatever he hears. And he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me because he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All the Father has is mine. For this is the reason I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. The word of the Lord. El Espíritu de Dios está sobre mí, porque me ha consagrado para dar buenas nuevas a los pobres. Me ha mandado a proclamar libertad a los presos y la vida a los ciegos dar poner en libertad a los oprimidos predicando el año digno del Señor those words that those are the words that Jesus proclaimed at the beginning of his ministry and that's the life and teaching that Jesus not only lived but called us all to share in and friends may you hear the words of my mouth and my reflections and may they stir and mingle with your thoughts and your reflecting and may all this be blessed blessed that we may feel deeper deeper 
um, in the, that we may find ourselves deeper in the embrace of God, exploring our faith and inspired to live full, loving, beautiful lives. Way back now, it's over 15 years ago, my last um, semester at theological school, we had what was one of my most memorable papers that I had to do. It was the last big assignment that my classmates and I had to do. It was a theological paper, and I can't remember how long it was now, but I think it was about 30 pages. In that paper, we were tasked with reflecting on certain core theological concepts of Christianity from the Bible, Jesus, God, the Holy Spirit, and more. We had to reflect on what the United Church has said about all of these over the years, but even harder, a little more challenging, we had to say what we thought, what we believed. Now we did each little piece in units throughout the year, doing drafts that the professor would review, and then at the end of the year we had to present a final version. The idea wasn't just to regurgitate what the United Church's theological stance was, but to really reflect on them, to really reflect and articulate our own beliefs as we prepared many of us for ministry. We were invited to give our own theological reflection. Of the three years that I spent studying my Master of Divinity, plus a year of internship, I found this paper the most time-intensive, difficult, and enriching. Theology can be a frightening word for many. It can be overwhelming and big, and sometimes it leads us, even us ministers, to say, well, it's not really my thing. Theology simply means God study, study of God, theosology. We do theology all the time. We think about God, we reflect on God, we reflect on the holy, the mystery, our, our lives in relationship to God. As a minister, I get to theologically reflect with you every week. It's one of the blessings of congregational ministry as I think about scripture and God and what is going on in our lives and in our world and share that with you. And each week you do theological reflection as you worship and you listen to me share my reflections and go on and on and you think, but what do you believe? What are you called to live? Theology isn't just written in those thick, complicated, confusing books. And I've got a lot of those and I do love those books. Not everyone does. Theology is lived out when we simply reflect reflect on God, about what others have said, about our own experiences, about how we are called to live and to respond to the good news, the gospel. Christian educator and founder of Godly Play, Jerome Berryman, teaches what I think is one of the most important and beautiful ideas about theology. He primarily focused on Christian education and Christian education with children. And while talking about that, he reminds people that the stories of the Bible 
and the theological concepts that the church has formed over the years that it passes on, that it shares with people of all ages. What we do that for is that it gives us the language, the language to encounter and express and explore our experiences of God. It gives us language to speak to the holy, wonderful mystery. Today is one of the few days in the Christian calendar centered on a theological concept. It's Trinity Sunday. The lectionary takes us back from Pentecost, which we marked last Sunday, back to the last gathering of Jesus and his disciples before his arrest and crucifixion in the Gospel of John. And Jesus says to his disciples, do not worry. Even when hardships come, the Spirit is coming to you. The Spirit will continue to lead you in the way of wisdom, in the way and wisdom I led you in. Then Jesus shares that he has made God known and the Spirit will make him known. And we are invited to glimpse the holy relationship that is the Trinity. And John gets very complicated. John's very wordy and John's poetic, but it's inviting us in to a relationship. On Trinity Sunday, we are invited to reflect on the concept of God as triune. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Creator, Redeemer, Sustainer, and the names and images go on and on. I've shared with many of you before that when I was a teenager and I did my um, confirmation classes, I did them one-on-one -on -one with the minister. I was 16, I was a little older, and, and there wasn't other people doing confirmation at that time. So we met one-on-one, -on -one and he gave me a, a small workbook to read and to answer some questions. And when I got to this section on the Trinity, I remember it being pretty confusing because I was trying to make sense of it all and trying to get all the pieces in place and know exactly everything I should. I remember saying to my minister, I don't really understand the Trinity. And his response shocked me at the time, but I've come to appreciate it. He said, that's okay, I don't either. Not really the answer most of us think the minister will give. I don't really understand it either. And he didn't go on, and that seemed so weird. I came to appreciate that later on. I've come to respect that answer because the Trinity, the idea of the Trinity is confusing and just as talking about our faith can be confusing. The truth is that it's difficult to give words to that which is beyond words. God is beyond words, our faith declares. God is beyond description. Yet, we're also told we cannot help but speak to the mystery. Or as the song of faith from our United Church, one of our United Church faith statements declares, God is holy mystery, beyond complete knowledge, above perfect description, yet in love, the one eternal God seeks relationship. At the same time as we cannot give words to God, to the holy, to the mystery, we cannot help but to give it words, to give expression to the relationship we encounter with the divine. And that is where the Trinity appears. 
because even though I can't fully explain the Trinity either, I could probably still go back and study and write a big paper on it, but even though I have to agree with my former minister and say, I don't fully understand every piece of it either. Even though I have spent years studying theology and 15 years in congregational ministry, I find that the Trinity is at the core of my faith, even in its mystery. I've come to love the concept of the Trinity and the mystery of God as Trinity because to me, there, is few, there are few ways to better express my experience of the holy of God. For me, the answer I can, could give my teenage self asking about the Trinity is this. The Trinity, the image of the Trinity, allows me to express my experiences of God, of the sacred mystery which I believe is at the core of life and moves through all creation. I can relate to God, the creator or sacred parent, when I am drawn into holy awe at creation, running through a forest, looking over a river, staring up at the stars, watching the beautiful fields grow at this time of year. I can relate to God in Christ when I experience Jesus as more than just a wise person from way over there, way back when, who gives, but as one who gives human expression to the mystery of God, who reveals the full promise and potential of humanity, who I experience present in ways that I cannot fully explain, but that breaks through a set of time and place way back then, way over there. I can relate to God, the Spirit, the holiness that gives life to creation, that is holy inspiration and connection and speaks holy peace and prophecy and justice that flows through all and connects all beings and all things. This is just a little bit because there's so much more, there's so many words that can be thrown at the mystery that can help describe in parts the mystery but words can never fully express and encompass that which is beyond words. But I can't help but reflect and talk about it. And that's what we're invited to do with theology. That's what the Trinity invites us to do, is to speak and give words and not worry about getting everything perfect. What amazes me and inspires me in the concept of God as Trinity though, is that it's all about relationship. It is centered on the relationship of God, and it is centered in our relationship to God. That's what John tries to say in John's very wordy gospel. At the core of our faith is relationship, the blessing of relationship. The way we live with one another matters. The way we live with those who are strangers to us matters. The way we live with those who we struggle with matters. The way we live with creation matters. The way we live with God matters because God is relational, as the Trinity proclaims. Relationships matter. And this is why the lectionary gives us today's reading from John, because it speaks of the relationship between Jesus, God, the Creator, and the Holy Spirit, and it speaks to our place in this most sacred and beautiful
and life-giving of relationships. Today we're invited to celebrate the mystery of God and to allow the language, imagery, and theological constructs of those who have gone before us to lead us deeper into our relationship with God. We're invited to experience God in relationship. On Trinity Sunday and every Sunday, we are invited to have our faith deepened by a God who is in relationship, a God who calls us to relationship, a God who inspires us and inflames our love for relationship. Because if God is in relationship with us and with all creation, then we too are called to be a people of relationship. We are called to tend and care for and build our relationships with one another, with our neighbors, with all creation. We are called to celebrate when relationships are easy and to work to heal relationships when they are fractured. We are called to love and serve and care for one another. We are called to dare and enter the aching places of life knowing that we are not alone, trusting that God is at work in our relationships, working towards the promised healing and wholeness that Jesus proclaims when he said the kingdom of God is at hand or shared the words that we heard in our gift of music today. My, theolog my theology professor gave me a great gift. And it wasn't that a torturous gift of having to write so much. It was the gift of space and the gift of support to explore and express my faith. And that's the gift of church, a place where we can safely and lovingly support one another and explore our faith together. As a people of faith, we are invited to explore and celebrate our faith. We are invited to be theological people so that we can further encounter, express, and explore our expressions of the divine mystery we call God. And that's a beautiful thing. That's a great gift from God to all of us. So friends, today let us celebrate the Trinity Celebrate the beautiful, complex, mysterious, and life-giving relationship we have with God and with one another and with all creation. Let us give words into the mystery, knowing that God calls us, each one of us, to amazing things together. Amen. Thanks be to God. And we celebrate all the gifts of God that fill our lives and that we share. Our offertory plate is at the back of the church, um, and it will be back there after the service as well if you are looking for it. But we celebrate the gifts of time, talent, food, relationship, underwear, and money that is shared here each and every week. And we ask God to bless it. So friends, I invite you to join with me in our offertory prayer. God of all peoples and God of all places, we present these offerings that they may be used to extend your liberating reign. With them we offer our very ministries that each of us may be part of your answer to the cries of the world. Amen. And let us join in singing, Are You a Shepherd? from More Voices, number 126.
The God who calls us into relationship calls us to love and care for one another. And one of the ways we do that as a church is through our prayers, our prayers that open our lives and our love and lead us to action. Let us pray. God of grace and God of glory, three in one and one in three, we come before you this day in praise and prayer. We give thanks, O God, for your presence throughout our days, throughout our seasons, throughout our lives. We thank you for your constant attention, for your nourishment, for your grace and mercy. We are thankful for you, O God. We give thanks, O God, for the life of your son, Jesus. We give thanks for all that he taught us and for the ways in which he modeled his life as an example for us to learn from and to follow. We thank you that he broke down barriers and encouraged us to love every single person. We thank you for his words that challenged and comforted. We are thankful for Jesus, O God. We give thanks, O God, for the gift of the Holy Spirit, the advocate that blows among us and accompanies us on our journey of life. We thank you for the fiery passion she brings and the cool refreshment she offers. We thank you for the inspiration that the Spirit offers to our lives of faith. We are thankful for your spirit, O God. O God of grace and God of glory, three in one and one in three, as we come before you in thanksgiving, we also bring our prayers of concern for our world. We pray, O God, for those who are mourning the death of a loved one. We pray for all who are awaiting surgery or recovering from surgery. We pray for those who are hungry and wondering where their next meal will come from. We pray for those who are unhoused, those who are living in unsafe housing. We pray for those who are affected, were affected by the recent fire in our community as they continue to look for more permanent places to live. We pray for all who are struggling to make ends meet, for all who are traumatized due to war and conflict in their country. We remember the people of Ukraine, Afghanistan, Syria. We pray for all who are stressed and weary, especially those who work in healthcare. We pray for those who are feeling isolated or alone. We pray for those who are wondering how they can be answers to prayers, and those who work diligently for justice and wholeness for all. O oh God of grace and God of glory, three in one and one in three, we bring before you now all other people and situations that are on our minds this day, as we name them now in the silence of our hearts. We pray for the search team here at Grace, 
that your spirit may lead them in wisdom and discernment. We join with churches of Western Ontario waterways as we pray for Cape Croker pastoral charge in Nea Shingming. We join with our kindred in the World Council of Churches as we pray for the people of Botswana and Zimbabwe. God of grace and glory, three in one and one in three, you model for us relationship and community, and we are thankful for your presence with us always. We bring all our prayers, both spoken and unspoken, to you as we remember the words that your son Jesus the Christ taught us, using the words and language most meaningful to us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. And let us join in singing, This Day God Gives Me. Number 410 Voices Unite.
the place of worship. May we know that God goes with us. God guides us where we must make choices. God comforts us where we hurt. And God continues to surprise us for who we are and what we do now and know. Go filled with the love of God to live in relationship and to share the good news. Let's go in love and in peace. And with God. Amen. Thank <laughs> you.